I'm really seeing it's no longer that we're working from home, we are living at work. Don't conduct your analysis in isolation because data is so incredibly powerful. Not defending just the tribe, but defending the organization. Those creative people that you really want to keep empowered, keep excited, keep motivated, keep thinking. A good experience pays dividends down the line. Stereotypes tend to break down in proximity. Welcome to We're Only Human, a podcast about human resources, business, technology, and the workplace. My name is Ben Eubanks, your host, and I'm so glad you're here. Hey everyone, this is Ben Eubanks, host of We're Only Human, and I am so glad to have you here with me today for this conversation. And I was telling our guests a few minutes ago before we started started recording is I talk to so many amazing people on a daily basis in different roles, different responsibilities. One of the things, I came from an HR background, that's what I love the most, and so I love being able to tie back into someone who's got boots on the ground. They're, they're feeling the pulse, they're, they're living it every day and sharing those kind of stories. So today, I'm so excited to have Mary Beth Bearfield here with us from Bright Horizons. We're going to talk about some of the things she's seeing, she's experiencing as an HR executive, and uh, hopefully give some actionable takeaways and lessons, all that other good stuff in the conversation today. Mary Beth, welcome to the conversation. Thanks, Ben. Great to be here. And it truly is boots on the ground, um, at least over the past year for, for I think, myself and, and, and most HR professionals. So I'm Happy to be here with you today. Talk more about that. Wonderful. So before we go too far into the discussion and, and get into the, the nitty gritty details, why don't you take a minute and tell us who you are, what you do? Yeah, so I am the CHRO at Bright Horizons, and I have to say I am honored to be the CHRO at Bright Horizons. I've had a great career in human resources, too many years for me to put out there on, on a podcast, but many years and in some great industries. I've been in high tech, I've been in financial services, I've been in insurance and just have had a great career in human resources. Great Horizons is a little different because we also serve other HR organizations as we help employers, you know, change the way employees and families work. So it's pretty cool to be at a company that also allows me to work with other HR professionals. Excellent. I'm excited. I'm excited to chat with you. Um, again, I'm, I'm looking forward to this. So let's, let's dive into it. One of the things that I would love to kick off with is you and the team at Right Horizons, again, you spend a lot of time talking to different HR leaders. You spend time you're responsible for this internally. So one of the things I'll talk about is benefits. We don't talk about that very much. And for a lot of companies, they have boiled that down. Like benefits as an, as an offering are a health plan. And that's, that's about the extent of it. Or retirement. And that's all they look at. They don't think about other ways, other, other opportunities for connecting with the, their people, engaging with their needs, supporting them. And so I'd love to hear from you. What sort of things are you hearing and seeing as priorities for employers around that? Because I think it's a bigger picture. And I'd love for you to kind of set that stage. Yeah, Ben, it's, it's a great question. And so when I think about, you know, when I started my career, when I started in human resources, Look, there were a few things we didn't even talk about, such as you really didn't share whether you had a family. You know, that could be career limiting. It might limit where you got to travel to, or if it was thought that you needed to stay home and take care of children, that could limit your career. And when it came to benefits, it was medical, dental, life insurance. And those were the things your employer provided to you as a benefit for working for them. And then fast forward, you know, 10 years ago, we began hearing in HR employees asking for 
benefits in a much different way. And it was in a way that now can you help me care for not just myself, but my family as well. And so benefits began focusing on things like family care in a much stronger way than it had before, as well as things like we began talking about mental health. We began talking about well-being. We began talking about financial well-being. An engagement survey started to change too. And they started to focus not just on how do you feel working here, but how do you feel about everything we do to make this a great experience? And so I think, Ben, the platform for benefits had to change along with that. And when I think about today, you know, we HR are really focused now on employees' mental well-being and ensuring that we are providing support to our employees in ways we never even thought of before. And so, you know, we're creating places where through maybe it's through our employee assistance programs or through other avenues where we can help employees with how they are managing the stress of life. And it's not just for them, it's now for their families as well. You know, I always think about, it's not just the employee who comes to work every day, they come into the workplace with a host of others, whether it's their parents who are on their mind, whether it's their children, their spouse, or somebody outside, you know, their, their family circle, friends, what, you know, whatever that they're, you know, that they are concerned with or thinking about. And so we as employers and as HR professionals need to help them with all of those aspects of their life. And, you know, when I think about like, you know, Bright Horizons has been helping employees and families come to work in a different way for 30 years. And when you think about 30 years ago, it was, it was working mothers. And in order to, and we were seeing working mothers not coming into the workplace. And so, you know, the thought was if they could bring their children right into work with them, man, they're going to they're gonna work very differently than they ever did before. And so then fast forward that to, let's say, pre-COVID, where now it's dual parents. So both parents have to work. And, and how great to bring your child right into the workplace with you, come down to see them during work, you know, during work, you know, visit them at lunch, et cetera. And now, now Ben, with, with COVID and, and the pandemic and the world we've lived in this past 12 months, we've really realized people cannot work when they have family members to take care of. And whether that's their early age children, meaning, you know, infant to five, whether that's their school age children who now are not going into, into school, or whether that's their parents who may be living with them as they're trying to work at home. And it's, it's interesting, we're, we're, you know, I'm really seeing it's no longer that we're working from home, we are living at work. And so how do we help employees work differently. Anyone who has small children know, knows how difficult it is to work with, with a child in the room next door who needs attention and needs our attention, needs our love and care. And so it's interesting, Bright Horizons that primarily focused on early care now is looking at school age care and helping employers with their employees as they have school-aged children at home doing things like learning pods 
or tutoring, or we're partnering with other vendors, other partners who can come in and help that school-age child through their day. So it's just, I think benefits, Ben, has just changed dramatically for, for employers. And I think employees are demanding benefits very differently. I shouldn't say demanding. That's a strong word. They're asking for benefits in a much different way. There are some industries, some types of companies where I would say demand is, might not be a bad word. <laughs> it might not Probably be too strong. True. Well, and we're also seeing now with COVID where people are, so, so let's, let's take this as an example. You have a, an employee who doesn't need family care. They're a single employee. They don't need family care. So they're saying, hey, wait, wait a minute. So what benefits are you going to provide to me? If I don't need to take advantage of any of those benefits, I'd like for you to help me with this. And maybe that is with tuition assistance. Maybe that is with student loan debt. But employees are becoming far more comfortable in asking for benefits in a very different way. That's one of the things I was thinking of as you were talking a minute ago. Some of those, those legacy benefits that you were talking about that we, we you know, were kind of kidding about that, but it was the truth that at one time it was, here's your set and this is what you get. And it's, it covers some of the, the basic life essentials, but, but no more than that. And it seems like some of these newer options, the examples you're giving here, right, tuition assistance, childcare, those, those types of things are more human centric. Would you agree with that? Very human centric, very, you know, it is, I, I think, Ben, the employer has really become the community for employees and employees today are really looking to, for, for communities to help them take care of all that life is, is giving to them. And people need help taking care of their family members, you know, or other things that just keep them from coming to work and working well. I always think, think of an employee who's got a, you know, $400,000 student loan debt. And so they're paying that, let's say they make 50,000 a year and that debt they're paying back is half of that. So you think about half of their week is their, their paycheck is going to paying off their student loan. How do you motivate that employee? Like, how do you get that employee to kind of move themselves away from that stress level and be able to really work? So, and it's, you know, and, and another thing that, that we Bright Horizons do help other employers is how can we be more creative in helping with that student loan debt and helping employers, you know, pay that off? Or, or Ben, as we said, families, you know, you're sitting there working and you've got three children under the age of five outside the door. That's tough. I remember the very first time that I took a job working from home years ago and we had twin two-year-olds running around the house and uh, oh. that was quite the experience you know we have the we saw the picture of them sitting outside like leaning against the door like, like waiting when is dad coming out of this place you know I haven't seen him all day and there that is the thing I always flash back to because we have been there we have the we have you know, four kids 10 and under so we've been in that space wow. and understand how challenging that is you know. like, yes and then now you know with school age you know, when COVID first started, and if you had school-age children at home, and now you're the homeschool teacher, that was really difficult. Yes. And, and we're asking children to learn in a whole different way. 
And so just to say to them, oh, here, sit in front of the computer screen from eight to three is not, it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. um, even for the most well-behaved child, it doesn't work. It doesn't work for us as adults. Come on, Mary Beth. <laughs> Absolutely. It doesn't, Ben. This is... <laughs> This, I have to say, you know, we, we have been home, we've been working from home since March. So it's almost been a year now. And this is, for me, it's really a struggle because as an HR professional, I spend my day, well, what I've really realized is I spent my day away from my desk a lot, walking around, just listening to employees. And that's where I learned. That's where I know what's going on, how they feel, and what we need to do as HR professionals to help take care of them. I mean, if, if people come to work with a lot of stress and anxiety on their mind, they're not working. We all know that. We all know those days that we've had our own set of you know, concerns or whatever that really took us away from being able to focus like we need to focus. You know, We have to help. I truly believe that it comes down to we have to help our employees with their family supports, with their health concerns, and with their education. I mean, education, jobs are truly changing. 10 years ago, Ben, your job as a podcast host did not exist. You know, the job of a cloud architect did not exist. So when you think about, yeah, I read a statistic that 65% of children today will be in jobs that do not exist today. You know, so the world is changing. And, and I'll give you a great example of this. In this over the summer, my physician, well, let me let me put it this way. A year ago, if your family doctor said to you, you know what, Ben, I decided I'm gonna work from home. And I'm not gonna take patients in office anymore. I'm gonna do it over Zoom. So a year ago, I don't know about you, but I would have gone, Yeah, no, you're not. Um, and you're not gonna be my doctor because I need to come in and see the doctor. I've always come in and seen a doctor. That's what we do. So this summer, I had my first, my annual, you know, exam over the Zoom. Okay, so it worked. You know, it was face-to-face. -face. We got to see each other. The fascinating thing to me was my doctor had to give me technical advice. And she's like, Mary Beth, no, there's a button up there on the top that if you push, and I'm thinking, okay. So she's had to upskill herself in order to do her job very differently. A job that many of us would have said probably hasn't, you know, hasn't changed, but she's had to learn how to do it over Zoom and then also learn how to give her patients technical advice for those who are not as technically savvy as maybe she would hope they were. So you just think, Ben, you take that one example that's how our workforce is, is what's happening in our workforce. People are needing to skill themselves very differently. Managing virtually is a whole new avenue for people. You know, how do you manage, you know, how do you manage employees that have family care needs? You know, how do you give them the flexibility that they need? So you just think about, I just think about the last 12 months, how quickly our world has advanced. Absolutely. Well, there's so many, so many facets of that. There's one of the things you said a minute ago, I want to come back to, if you don't mind, there was, you talked about, and it, it's, it was, it resonated with me because that was kind of my style is if you're looking for me, you're unlikely to find me at my desk unless I'm running a report or, you know, doing some payroll or like one of those times I have to be sitting there physically in the chair. Other than that, I was out and about always connecting with people, trying to figure out what's going on. And so 
what would be your advice for people listening to this? Maybe they're hybrid, maybe they're remote. How should they be tapping in and listening to what their people need, staying in tune with those things? Because it's not as simple as saying, okay, everybody hop in the conference room. I want to chat with you, or I want to stop by your desk. Those things right. may not exist right. for some people now. So talk about how you're staying in tune with, with the business and with the people. Yeah. So one of the things that, that I personally did, Ben, from the very, not the beginning, probably started this in June. So I'm a connector. I need to be connected to people. And look, that's what HR is isn't it? We, we are the connectors. We are that group that is always focused on the human part of, of the business. And so I started this once a week, 30 minute, we use teams, same thing as zoom, you know, teams meeting where, where all of HR can dial in. There's no agenda. You can talk about whatever you'd like to talk about. If you have a question you'd like to pose to the group, pose the question to the group. It became like we then I we kind of you know stopped doing it. People were like, wait, 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 where's that meeting? Like people really appreciated just 30 minutes to connect and 30 minutes to talk about whether it was something going through the holidays or something that was happening, whether it was the racial, you know, unrest that we were dealing with through the summer, but it just gave this 30 minute. Then I started just, I would just click people on Teams. You know, you can kind of ping them and say, hey, do you have 10 minutes? And I, I did say to everyone in HR before that, look, if I ping you, don't be concerned. You know, I don't want them thinking, oh my God, the, you know, Maribeth's oh. pinging me, what could this be? Or, or they don't see the ping and then they worry all day. What did she want? Did I miss something? You know, and I said to them, I'm just pinging to connect. You know, I've, there's no other reason. I'll let you know if there's a reason. If I say something like urgent, but just just to take 10 minutes and say, how are you? Or thank you. Or I really I heard I heard something great that you did from somebody else. I just wanted to say thank you. Those connections, Ben, are so important. We have to stay connected to our employees. I love that example. And I'm, I'm going to have to make sure I, I, I pull that one out for, for our teaser or part of the the description for this episode, because I think that is so incredible. Number one, I, I, I sort of laughed when you said, this isn't a bad thing, because when HR says, hey, you, do you have a minute? Usually, <laughs> right. it's, it's like, that's not the, the, what people envision when they were right. thinking, you know, positive, happy experiences. Right. One, of my, one of my good friends used to say, hey, on the flip side, you know, no one ever comes to your door as an HR professional and knocks and says, hey, do you have a minute? And you're like, okay, All right, what's coming next? And they're going to just say, you know what? I just wanted to say you're the best HR person I've ever met. And I really appreciate you and you work so hard for us. And thank you. Like that never happens. It's always, here's the crazy thing I'm going to ask you for, you know, <laughs> I know a person and that has question. Because <laughs> I've always said, you know, I want to be the HR professional and create the HR organization that people, when they see us walking, you know, through the finance department, they're not all going, oh my God, who are they saying goodbye to today? Hmm. You know, that it is, oh my gosh, HR is here. You know, this is a good thing. It's, it requires intentional acts and decisions and planning around that, but you, that is the, again, I'm feeling a lot of kinship here, even though we've never met in person, right? But I, I love that piece of it. That's the, the approach that I had to someone, the highest praise I ever got was, you don't act like an HR person. I was like, Thank yeah, exactly. Yes, absolutely. I, I will take that. Ben, I agree. I agree. Look, it's all about, and, and, you know, that, that example I just shared about the 30 minutes, it's all pretty simple, isn't it? 
you know, we tend to want to overcomplicate and I tend to go to that which is most simple, you know, and, and it's, it's, you know, one of the mantras also of my life has always been, you know, welcome the whole person. You know, when somebody walks in our door to, to work, we welcome the whole person. And, and I'll tell you what, that's why Bright Horizons has been a great fit for me from a, you know, mission and value and who I am as an HR professional, because we do welcome the whole person and we strive to help other employers do the same thing. You know, make it easy for your employers to, for your employees to work. Like, you know, and, and think about the whole family and think about, and, and, and this is, you know, one of the things that I've loved most is at Bright Horizons, I'll give you a quick example. So when I started there four years ago, my manager, the CEO asked me for my bio and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, had, you know, you have a professional bio, it's got the picture and everything and, you know, one page, keep it to one page. So I send it to him and he sends it back and the first thing i see is it's got red lines on it and i'm like whoa whoa wait buddy like <laughs> this is my bio like who are you to redline it fact check yeah exactly <laughs> and i'm thinking oh my gosh so i so then i look at it and and he had added a piece about my family which had never been on my bio and he said Mary Beth, at bright horizons we start with family and so my, you know, so he added a piece about who my family is. And then for 20, 30 years, I've never talked about who my family is. And, and look, who my family is, is very important to who I am um, at work. But we've, we've moved closer to that, I think, today than ever before. But, but when I think about how HR has to be the organization that helps, the, helps others welcome that and embrace that, it's really important and more important today with now the way we are, you know, working virtually and working very different than ever before. If we're not helping to make those human connections and helping employees feel like, how do you motivate employees today when, when they're all working from home? You know, it used to be, you could walk down the hall and say, Hey, Hey, great job. Or thanks so much. Today we have to make those, those true outward reaches to do that. Because people need to know every, that, you know, they're doing a good job, that things are good. Yes. Wow. Okay. I also, uh, I also think, Ben, one of the things that we've also focused on, and, and we actually started this before COVID, but it has, it has provided to us a great strength. So as you, as you can imagine, Bright Horizons, we have 26,000 employees, and a large number of those are our teachers in child care centers. And the majority of these child care centers being in large with large employers of ours. You name the big name and, and we are we are probably there. And so we two years ago started up, it's called the Horizons program. And it is free education for any of our teachers. And free meaning no administrative cost, no book cost, nothing. We cover the entire cost. And they can get their, you know, bachelor's degree in early child care education through us. And we have had a huge uptick with this. And what it's, and, and so then Ben, think about, you know, with COVID, we now had employees who were furloughed 
And here's a great opportunity for them to really focus on their education. And so we continued the program for, for any employee who was furloughed. We've had over 2,000 employees today take advantage of this. And we manage it through, we have an organization called EdAssist Solutions. And so they manage all the colleges, all the fees, all of that. All we have to do is set up you know, the curriculum with the universities and our employees take part of that. And so I think of it this way too, it, especially pre-COVID now, it's reskilling. It's providing people with an education and, and skill set that they may not have been able to take advantage of before. We were really surprised, Ben, at the age. You know, we kept thinking it would be, you know, 19, 20, you know, people who had not even started college. We had people 50, 60 years old who maybe were a year away and just could never, had never had the means to finish. And now they were finishing their degree. We had our first graduation during COVID and it was virtual and it was amazing, amazing. Over a hundred students graduating. And I think about, when I think about how as HR professionals, we, you know, are, can change the way people feel. I was visiting one of our centers in Boston and there was a young teacher, she had gotten her GED and said to me, you know, I said, oh, I hear you're in the Horizons program. And she said, you know what, Mary Beth, she said, two things have changed the course of my life. She said, one is I am now a college student. She said, and I never, ever thought in my life I would be a college student. She said, no one in my family went to college. She said, most of them, you know, didn't finish high school. She said, never thought that was in my career, my path. And she said, then the second is I was able to buy my first laptop through our EAP program. And she said, $20 a week comes out of my paycheck to pay for that. She said, so I now have the means to be successful in college because you really can't do these programs without that. And she said, these two things have changed who I am in the course of my life. And Ben, you just think, wow, you know, and, and for her, that is absolutely amazing. You know, what she's been able, what she's doing, especially as, as she's, you know, working eight hours a day, but what she's doing, but also that, that we were able to support that and that we now have an employee who is so committed to who we are and what we do that it's, it's you know, you just go, that's what it's all about. And so I think going back to our initial question on benefits, it's listening and finding those things that will truly help people work and commit themselves very differently than, than I think we've asked of them before. That really does cut back to that, that conversation earlier around a human-centric approach because I've, I've never had someone come to me and say, you know what, that's disability program you guys offer on your benefits is it, it changed my life it made, usually people don't even realize they have that you know it's, it's just one of those things they sign up for and, not even, and forget about it so those kinds of things that fundamentally change the direction the trajectory right, of someone's life those are really really incredible i love those stories and those examples you shared that was that was so much fun i want to ask you one last question before i give everybody a chance to, to find out how to connect with you because i've heard you share some different things and it's just taking my brain in a certain direction. So 
I don't know if you've got a good answer for that, this one or not, but one of the things I've been writing and thinking about lately is legacy. What do we want people to remember about us? What do we want mm. our impact to be? And again, we laughed a little bit ago about, we don't want to be the, the quote unquote traditional HR person. So I'm kind of curious, what, what would you hope for your legacy to be looking back over the course of your career and the impacts you've had? What would you hope that your legacy would be when it comes to that? That's a great question, Ben. You know, I think about, and, and I kind of pause there because if anybody from Bright Horizons listens to this, they're going to go, I knew she would share that. I live by the quote that Maya Angelou said, people will forget what you said and people will forget what you did, but they will never forget the way you made them feel. And I hope my legacy is that throughout my career, I focused on the things that made employees feel really good and really good about themselves and really good about their employer. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. And so the way we make people feel is, is to me just paramount. I've also lived, I live by the mantra of make everyone else the hero. And I've had a great career in HR living by that. So I would hope that would be my legacy that, that I really strived. And, and I'll question things we do. I'll go, some of you go, oh, you know, we ought to do this. And I'm like, yeah, how is that going to feel? Like, that's not going to feel great to this group of employees. And they're like, oh yeah, you know, you're right. But so I would hope it's that I always challenged people to really think about that end outcome of, of it feeling right for everyone. That's a really great way of putting it. To make everyone else the hero. I like that phrase. But when we make decisions sometimes in the moment, like, well, we can justify that. We can make the case that this is going to turn out okay. But if you say, ultimately, the people that are impacted by this, how will they feel? Is it something that they're going to be thankful and appreciative for? Is Or something they're going to be upset, devastated by? And there's a, there's a wide spectrum in there, but you can figure out where that decision falls. Typically, we can, we can judge that and use that as a yardstick for what decisions we're making. Sometimes we, we're stuck. We have to make a decision and no one's going to like it. Absolutely. But, but Absolutely. Using that filter is really powerful because it, it forces you to, to really care about the people. And that's who we're there. That's who we're there to take care of ultimately. Right? We're there to, to support the business and all the other things, right? We're, we're business partners, all the other fun, fun aspects of this. But ultimately we are in charge of helping the business get the most out of the people and helping the people really figure out how they fit into and, can plug into the business and you know, use their strengths and all the other fun things around that. So intriguing. Yeah, and, and Ben, you know, look, you know, we know today that it's all about our intangible assets. It's all about our intellectual property. It's all about our people. It's about our human capital. It's no more the brick and mortar. It's about how can we innovate? How can we, you know, be smart? How can we drive great business outcomes? And that's the people. And if we're doing the right things by them, they, I truly believe they in return will do the same, but we have to help them with that. You know, the world has become so complicated and so complex. And, and I think what COVID, you know, we, I, I don't think I ever used the word unprecedented as much as I did, but the world became really gray. You know, there was just so much was unknown. As an HR professional, you know, I'm sitting there going, I don't know. I've never done that before. So we're going to have to figure this out. And, and we were all in that, you know, kind of like, this is really new ground for us. You know, we have 100% of our employees not in the building. 
How are we gonna measure productivity? How are we gonna be successful? And I think we all just really had to pull together and say, well, you know, we'll figure this out. We're smart people, you know, and, and we're, we, we have, there's greatness in, in numbers and, and great strength in numbers. So we will figure this out. And guess what we did? But it's still a bit gray. There are still things. When will we all go back to work? They keep asking the head of HR. I'm very keen to say, if I don't know, let me see if I can find out. But I think we have to trust each other and trust what we believe is right and trust how that makes Again, again, when I say how it makes you feel, there's a lot to that, isn't there? That means it's it was the right thing if, if it made you feel the, the right way. So yeah, I'll, I'll stop there. I feel like this conversation, we, we could go on all day just talking about the, these aspects of these things and swapping war stories and other fun stuff about, about working in the space. I just love it. And I appreciate you for joining me. If someone wants to learn more about the work that you and the rest of the team at Bright Horizons are doing, Honestly, to, to make the employer the uh, the employment landscape more pleasant, more fun, more engaging for people, what's the best way to connect and learn more? Yeah, so we have a great website which contains all of our information about about Bright Horizons. I have a LinkedIn profile and where I try to share a lot of things, thought leadership that we are doing or would like to be doing in ways that we are partnering with others. And so I I would also say to anyone, HR professionals listening, you know, one of the ways I have stayed connected is joining other groups that are talking about relevant topics today. And a lot of those we also post on on our site as well as through LinkedIn. So I, and, and if I can help anybody in any way, please reach out. Mary Beth, this has been so much fun. I appreciate your time, your insight, your expertise, and your enthusiasm, right? Your passion for this, because it's it's exciting to see someone who, who loves this space, honestly, as much as I feel like I do. And so it's been a lot of fun to, to learn from you and just to, to hang out together. Appreciate you. Oh, thanks, Ben. I really, I appreciate it. I feel as though I kind of jumped around a bit and wish I had kind of stayed focused maybe on one or two key themes, but there was just so much to share. So hope, but hopefully it will resonate. You know what? It's, it is a buffet of excellence. I'll just call it that for, for the conversation today. Thank you again to everybody else. Take a minute today. Think about how you're caring for your people, whether there are ways to do it in a more holistic or human way, as Mary Beth and I talked about today. And I will catch you next time on We Are Only Human. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. I'm honored to have you as a listener. If you enjoyed this episode, please take 10 seconds to rate it at iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Also, if you know a friend that could benefit from today's conversation, please pass it their way. After all, a rising tide lifts all ships. To see show notes, sponsor information, and our full show archives, visit OnlyHumanShow.com.